0: I became a health coach because I realized that my story was powerful and that I wanted to use my story to help others heal.
1: Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, where our goal is to help you learn the critical business skills that you need to succeed as a coach. And it all starts with learning how to get paying clients. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview experienced six and seven figure coaches from different niches and delve into how they got that very first client and what they do differently today. In this episode, we are going to peer into the world of health coaching with Sammy Gilbert from Eat for Life. Sammy spent most of her life battling severe depression, anxiety, and body image dysmorphia. Since finding her path to wholeness, she's dedicated to helping others find the same healing path. For 12 years, she's helped people from over 13 countries heal both their mind and their body. But her journey to a successful coach wasn't always easy, and she had to do something extremely difficult her first year as a full-time coach. We'll cover what she did and more in this episode. So with that, let's get down to business. (laughs) Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast. Today, I am so excited to be talking to Sammy Gilbert, who is an amazing health coach. She has worked with big names like Walmart, StubHub, and Build-A-Bump, as well as individuals helping to heal people through nutrition. So Sammy, welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast. How are you?
0: Ah, thank you for having me. I'm wonderful. I'm very excited to be here today.
1: Oh, awesome. Well, I am excited to chat with you. So with that, let's get down to business. I am here to talk to you about how you got your first client. So I want you to take me back to that day when you signed your first client and money changed hands and tell me the story. How did they find you and what did they want help with specifically? What coaching were you doing at that point?
0: Yeah, that's a, such a such a great question. First off, I'll preface this with most of my business initially came from referrals. And I started off just helping people randomly. I did a lot of work for free so I could build a name, so I could get myself out there and start partnering with other people. I actually had a friend with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I had helped her significantly actually completely eliminate her symptoms. Of course, this took a period of of months. It took time, but we were able to get to the root causes of what was going on with the PCOS. She actually referred a friend of hers to me that was also struggling with PCOS. So that was my first client. She was a young woman. Uh, around 25 26 years of age she was suffering horribly with a lot of hormonal dysregulation that was my very first client
1: so of course everyone listening is going to want to know what did you charge this first client and it's you said you worked with her for months how many sessions do you think you ended up doing with her
0: yeah, I actually worked with her for about a year. And I really undervalued myself when I first started out. I was only charging her maybe $75, 50 to $75 a session. And I would actually go to her house. And I also when I wow. first started, I did what I called market excursions, where I would meet people at farmers markets or Whole Foods, and, uh, you know, walk them through how to lead and live a healthy lifestyle and the foods that would be optimal for them. So I ended up really not valuing myself monetarily in the way that I should. And I worked with her a couple times a month. I would meet with her a couple of times a month and that went on for about a year. Wow. And so were these about-hour sessions or half-hour sessions? How long were your sessions? Yeah, the first one was roughly an hour and a half, and I I would never go that long now, but about an hour and a half. And then the follow-up sessions, depending on which they were, were um, anywhere from a half an hour probably to an hour. If it was where I was meeting her at the store and showing her how to shop, that would take a little bit longer.
1: So you started out, your first clients came to you through networking and referrals, mm-hmm. and you undercharged, as you said, so we're charging yes. about $50 to $75 per hour ongoing. So tell me, you still do private some private coaching today. How have your offers evolved since back in the day? And this is over a decade ago, I believe, when you, yes. right? You've, you've been coaching for a long time. You're yes. ex- extremely experienced. Um, so yeah, how have your offers evolved since
0: then? What do you charge now? I definitely am charging what I'm worth now and that can range anywhere from, uh, $150 an hour on up to $350 an hour, depending on the type of service. I also am doing six month options now. I played a lot over the years with single sessions and things like different types of programs or packages, if you will. I, I prefer the term program because you are walking people through an experience with you. It's a therapeutic relationship, and that's a lot different than just buying a package of sessions and you're just showing up and here here's a list of things to eat.
1: Yes, can I say super supportive of that. Oh my gosh. That is one of the things we talk about at Coach Pony all the time. Please, you guys, focus on the results you're giving your clients and give them a program that helps them get to those results. Anyway, carry on, Sammy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's It's so key. And again, it's a therapeutic relationship. To me, I take that very, very seriously. So yes, now whenever I onboard someone, usually it's for at least six months because I am working with what I call the big, big clients, the people that have a uh, big and uh, a lot of symptoms and also need a lot of support and a lot of coaching and a lot of, uh, you know, I'm also working with lab testing. I'm also working with a lot of assessment and tracking. And it's not just about the food, it's about, what kind of nutrients, what I call nutrient therapy can they incorporate. It's also connected to uh, lifestyle medicine. So it's at mm-hmm. least a six month offering. And like I said, that can range anywhere from 150 to about 350 an hour, depending on what is included with that service and and what else is required for that individual client.
1: Sammy, one other question that comes to mind as you as you do all this, you spoke about getting your clients through referral in the beginning. Tell me, how do you get your clients today?
0: It's still a lot of referrals. So it's usually a client or a patient will refer a friend or a family member. My podcast as well is, is another way that people find me. My website. And I would say that social media is probably the last on the ladder. Uh, I mean, I've had a social media presence for several years now. I find that the content that I put out that is generated by my website and generated by my podcast and so forth uh, is able to reach people people on a greater level than social media. Not that social media isn't powerful, but I think you made a great point earlier, you know, just being mindful about the marketing applications that you're putting into place. Because I know one of the things that I did that I don't recommend, and I'm sure you don't either, is let's just try everything and throw it all out there and see what happens. And that is just gonna burn you out. So I realized that for me, content that comes and emanates from my website, Get some good SEO in there. Uh, in addition to referrals, it has been really powerful in people finding me to see what I'm about before they even sign up. That That's powerful in and of itself. I often have people say, Well, I'm ready. And I'm like, Well, I need to talk to you first. Um, I want to get to know you a bit before we enter into that therapeutic relationship. But just by listening to my content, they know what I'm about. They know what my focus is. They, they they can see that very clearly. And and it's like they're already ready to get started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this in a previous Coach Pony podcast interview that it's interesting that, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, you're still getting clients from referral. You're still getting clients from your website. You're still getting clients what, in some ways what people might consider old fashioned. But just because something is new and interesting and sparkly doesn't mean it's always going to work for your business, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's really about building a strong business foundation. Please, everyone listening, build a strong business foundation. Don't get caught up in the latest tech or the Mm -hmm. latest new idea um, and expect that to magically work in your business, right? Uh, Businesses that last. And Sammy, you have had a business for over a decade, are built Mm -hmm. on strong foundations and the basics. So two questions to follow up I know our listeners will probably be wondering about. One is, do you charge people monthly, upfront, or both? And two, for those of us folks listening who are really interested in health coaching, what is one of the assessments you use?
0: I do allow, or rather I should say, I do offer payment plan options or Many people call that like a subscription type of option where they will pay me a certain amount per month. Uh, Can I pause you for a second? I want to clarify. Subscription for those who
1: are new really means ongoing and payment plan means you've bought a program. So if you're a new coach, be careful about which words you use, because if you tell people it's a subscription... And it's actually a payment plan. They may think they can cancel it at any time. <laughs> mm, good. But anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. carry yeah. on, Sammy. That,
0: that, that's an important distinction. I'm glad you brought that up because verbiage is really important, especially in, again, the health and wellness industry. So I offer a discount if people pay all up front. And then, of course, yes, I offer payment plans if they pay you know, would prefer to do split payments or whatever setup is is most convenient for them. Uh, So I I do offer both. I think it's important to offer both so that you can be of service to people that maybe are not able to afford a, a full program up front. And I'm sorry, what was the second half of that question?
1: What is one of the assessments that you use on your clients, if you don't mind sharing?
0: Yeah. I have a number of different assessments that I use. Um, The main one that I utilize is one that I actually created myself. And it goes through every system in the body. And then it also looks at emotional and physical trauma and abuse. Because the more that I do this work, the more I realize that Those things impact us at the level of DNA and impact our physiology in profound ways. So it's something that I created over, again, all the years that I've been doing this and making sure that I'm touching base on every aspect of who a person is.
1: I want to go back again, if we could, to your first year in business. The thing that I want to communicate to coaches is that, you know, you're not just coaching, you're starting a business. And this is a huge identity shift because it's stepping into two new careers, And the first year in particular, I think, is full of ups and downs. It's really hard when you're stepping into this new identity full of new skills. So, Sammy, if we could go back to your first year in business, what was the lowest moment in your first year? Can you take us back and tell me what what it was and how
0: did you feel and what did you do to work through it? tell us that story. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of downs the first year. In fact, I had to move back in with my parents for a while while I got things figured out and I was living in the basement and this was the house I grew up in uh, as a child and my bedroom, my old bedroom, my mom was using as an office. So guess where I went? I went in the basement and the basement was not finished. <laughs> Mm. So I lived down in that dark, dank basement for the better part of a year. And I would say that was probably my lowest moment because moving back in with your parents as an adult is not fun. And I was under a lot of stress. I just was riddled with a lot of fear and, and worry about moving forward and being able to do what I wanted to do. And I was afraid that I would have to go back to the corporate world, which I didn't want to do. So in that moment, I, I really, yeah, I, I I struggled a lot with negative feelings about being able to do this that I felt so called to do. And that was so important. And I felt strongly in my soul that this is what I needed to do. Um, The way I worked through that was just, honestly, at the time, pushing through and also uh, incorporating all the lifestyle practices that I learned in school and uh, along the way with different types of programs that I was a part of and certifications that I got. And I just did my best to take really good care of myself and practice good self-care amidst all the stress. And sometimes that's all you can do. And eventually I, you know, I was able to move out and I was able to move forward and continue to build my business. But it was, it was hard. It's not, I would say health coaching specifically, I mean any any area of coaching, but I think health coaching, because it's so such an overly saturated market, is difficult. And it really requires a lot of niche building, which I know you teach in your program. And there's it's yeah, it's it's not easy.
1: How old were you when you moved back in? You'd already had a successful career as a fashion designer, yes. but can you, can you remind me if you don't mind sharing?
0: Yeah, oh, No, not at all. I was in my, I was in my late twenties, um, mm. when I had moved back in. So I had already, you know, I was making over six figures as, as a designer. I was used to, uh, at that time, I was definitely used to having, you know, a nicer home and my own space. And so it was a total, it was, um, it was hard. It was difficult to go from that to this house that I had lived in growing up, you know, hanging out and in the basement. And I had a desk down there and my bed and some shelves for books and things, and that's about it.
1: And I totally feel you. I understand. I moved into a friend's basement for a couple of months when I first started my business before I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. And, you know, basement living, not for the faint of heart (laughs) by any means, but knowing your why is important. So you mentioned, you know, really, really being connected to why you were doing this really helped you. But you also said you did some self-care. Do you remember, just off the top of your head, one or two things that you Mm -hmm. thought really helped you self-care wise that you'd love to share with our coaches?
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, you know, and this everyone's, everyone's unique in what they respond to and what works for them, but breathing controlled breathing, I should say, because we're often not aware of our breath, really and still helps me now when I am in stress mode. So breathing techniques help me, exercise has always significantly helped me. I used to struggle terribly with depression and anxiety and exercise has always been My go-to to help with that. And that has never changed all these years. And back then, I always made sure that I had, you know, some type of exercise. And I think that walking and being in nature is important. And I'm from Oregon. So it's very beautiful. Uh, in Oregon and so I I was able to get out and and go on walks and be in nature and that always helped me as well. And just simple things like going to bed at a decent time. Taking breaks, you know, that's hard when you're first starting out because you're so busy trying to get up and running and there's always something to do. And I admit, even now there are periods where I'll work several days in a row because I have a project or a deadline or something like that. But I always make sure that I go to bed at a a decent time. I get adequate sleep. And I make sure that my diet, I mean, obviously, this is the, the field that I'm in, but I always make sure that my diet is dialed in, because if that's not dialed in, then I know for me, I'm really in trouble.
1: Yeah. And I want to say this to every coach. I think you raise a really good point. We are everything in our businesses.
0: You know, we are yes. the coach,
1: we are the CEO, we are the engine that makes everything go. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what niche you're in as a coach, I do encourage you to really take care of yourself and eat reasonably well for you, however you define that, and sleep as well, because without this, it's going to be incredibly hard to be successful. Yes. So I just want to bump that point that you made. Um, it doesn't just apply to health coaches. Um, so, you know, we've talked a lot. We You know, you started out, you have this low moment with your parents. You undervalued a little bit when you started as a coach, and then you've really kind of increased your prices and increased your offerings and changed how you've done things. As people listen to this and as new coaches, especially those in the health field, start out, what do you want them to take away from your story? What is your best advice for them today?
0: I would say try as best you can not to be so hard on yourself. It will happen I know this is a cliche, so forgive me. I do believe that where there's a will, there's a way. I do believe that your story matters and is powerful. It's just a matter of honing that story. I think one of the reasons that, or rather, excuse me, I know one of the reasons that I've been able to be as successful as as, as I have is because of my story. I knew I had a powerful healing story. I wanted to share that with the world. I knew other people, especially women, were struggling terribly in the way that I was, and I knew how to help them. Those were my ingredients right there. Now, building on that does take time, it does take tenacity, it does take patience and perseverance, but I do believe that you will get there. I think that's one of the most powerful things to realize and and, and being able to offer. I love that. Love it. All right. It's time
1: for the lightning round. We end every episode with the sweet part, a lightning round of chocolatey goodness to shed light, a little bit more light into your life and business. And today's sweet part lightning round is brought to you by the end of the chocolate chip cookie bag Nestle Toll House, made mostly of wax and milk, but still, when you pour those morsels into your hand and just grab a handful on your way past the kitchen cupboard, it does feel good. So thank you, Nestle Toll House morsel bag. We appreciate you. And with that, let's get started on the lightning round. Sammy, are you ready? I am ready. What was the most expensive thing you spent money on recently in your business? Website rework. What is the best thing you spent money on recently for your business?
0: My fully sit-stand desk.
1: Name one thing you feel like you wasted money on in your business. A social media manager. (laughs) (laughs) We'll revisit that. What's your favorite dessert?
0: Oh my gosh, I love these grain-free snickerdoodle cookies with coconut milk ice cream. Yum, yum, yum. What's your favorite book in your niche? Nourishing Wisdom by Mark David.
1: What is the last book you read? Can be anything. The Polyvagal Theory in Therapy. What takes the most time out of your workday right now? Responding to emails. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. White chocolate. Is it delicious or an abomination? Total and complete
0: abomination.
1: Yes, that is the only right answer to this question. <laughs> it's not even
0: chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so first off, you said you felt like you wasted money on social media management in your business. So tell me a little bit more about that. Why do you feel like that was a waste?
0: My focus in the areas of uh, mental health and the languaging around what I do and the science around what I do is, I, I don't want to say it's complicated, but I have yet to be able to find a social media manager that knows how to really convey and do a good job with explaining that to the world. I'm just going to be honest. I have found that it's been very difficult to find people um, that are reliable in that area. So I I just have just really struggled with that. Yeah. And one of the things
1: I always say to new coaches is, please don't outsource your marketing in the beginning you really need to figure out your strengths as a communicator and lean into that and be present on whatever marketing platform you choose whether it's networking which is how Sammy got her first client or social media which is how i know Sammy gets clients today y- you know like really be present be engaged because it's so different when someone else is running it for you and your voice isn't really there especially mm-hmm. as a new coach when you haven't fully enunciated your voice yet right yes. and that takes time i want to follow up on your favorite book in your niche. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I know folks are going to be interested.
0: Now, Nourishing Wisdom has been around for many, many years now. And it's actually a book that from the inception of uh, my business that I would give as gifts to my clients because so many of the women that I serve struggle with disordered eating. And Nourishing Wisdom is so beautifully written and so beautifully speaks to how we are nourished, our relationship to ourselves, because disordered eating is really about a disordered relationship with ourselves. Now there's obviously going to be underlying biochemical changes and trauma and abuse also play into that, family dynamics play into that. But he really beautifully speaks into all of these variables and really sheds a different light on what it means to have an eating disorder or, or what disordered eating is really all about. And I have yet to know a client or anyone for that matter that I've, I've shared that book with that didn't have a profound a change in, in their lives after reading that book. I love it. And also, I wanted to follow up on the last
1: book you read. That sounded interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that as well?
0: Yeah, polyvagal theory is is really fascinating and and this is Uh, Stephen Porges actually is the uh, amazing man, researcher, scientist that came up with this theory and it basically explains how we and why we respond to things the way that we do. And again, family dynamics plays a role in that, attachment theory is a part of that. But what is actually happening in our bodies when we get triggered? I'm overly simplifying it because it really is a fascinating science we have this vagus nerve that is called the wandering nerve, and it's the largest nerve in our bodies, and it extends from our brain into our our gut. When we have a feeling, a gut feeling, that nerve is being activated and that nerve plays a huge role in what happens in our brain and our gut. And it has a lot of little, you know, kind of like a tree. It's got all these little wandering nerves that that connect other parts of our bodies together. It's, to me, it's just fascinating to, to make these connections. So it's a book that I, I, I reference a lot and I, I find very helpful in the therapeutic relationships that I have with my clients.
1: One of the things I think that sets you apart as a coach is your focus on research and science. You know, and I just I love the way you bring all sorts of different angles to your work and to your clients. I I just think it's amazing and something every coach should emulate.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, Christy. And it didn't start off this way and and for all of us, we're always evolving as you know. I just realized that for me, when I understood why I had such a struggle with disordered eating, when I understood why my depression and anxiety were so bad, I had to go back to the science. I had to understand biochemically what was happening and also the genetic components and how my environment was impacting me. That is key, I think, in healing. It's not the full pie, it's one piece of the pie, but it's a huge component. And I think that, again, as a health coach, if you're listening in as a health coach, if you can explore more functional applications to the work that you do, you're gonna be more empowered and you're going to be able to empower your, your clients and your patients even more as well. So yes. I love that, so tell me, How can people find you?
1: Because I'm sure people are going to want to find you after this. Yeah, great. (laughs) Yeah, great question. Um,
0: (laughs) So people can find me at Eatfor.life. That's E-A-T-F-O-R. dot l i f e, not dot com. dot life. Um, I've got lots of great articles, and of course, I have got my own podcast there. And um, if people have any questions, they can they can certainly reach out to me on my website. So,
1: Sammy, thank you so much for being with us today in the Coach Pony podcast. It's so great to get to talk to coaches from different industries. And so thank you for shedding a light on the health coaching industry and sharing your stories with us. I so appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me, Christy. It was a pleasure, as always, talking with you. And I am just grateful for the opportunity. You're so welcome. And for everyone else, we will see you on the next podcast.
1: I hope hearing Sammy's story helps you on your path to paying clients. As you go forward, remember that you aren't just a coach, you are also a business owner. So please get the business training that you need so you can land the clients you deserve. And if you need help getting that first client, or just getting your business going in a way that supports you, come on over to coachpony.com and grab our 26 page free guide on how to land your first client and build a business where you actually make money. We'll show you in simple steps exactly what to do so that you have a happy bank account and more importantly, happy clients. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And we'll see you over at coachpony.com for the guide.